Ladies and gentlemen, please take a seat. The slaughter is in motion. Welcome to Cellulite Slaughter with your hosts, James and Joe. Hey, Joe. Jim? Mr. Joseph, don't you think it's time we finally have a league of our own? No. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the Cellulite Slaughter podcast where we talk about... Oh, wait, I was about to do the podcast for the, the intro for the other podcast. We just how talked about you? bad movies. No, how dare you? <laughs> we, I got in the mindset because we were talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I'll do. I'll just do the intro. And I'm like, wait, I never do that one. Um, but uh, we uh, watched Justice League this week. And no, not Zack Snyder's Justice League. Joss Whedon's Justice League. Jim, it's fair to say we didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> we watched 60 Minutes, but saying that we watched it is also I, hard to say. I put we, a timer on. I, I told myself I'm not going to watch more than an hour of this. But we kept having the pause for stuff, so your timer was constantly off. And you're like, only five more minutes. I'm like, Joe, there's like 20 minutes left. We're, all right, we had to go by the runtime then. And honestly, if there's only one scene I could watch in that movie, we didn't get to it. <laughs> it's when Superman is at the like the park, whatever. And I'm pretty sure that scene's not even accurate to what happens, though. Okay. Well, if, that scene I like the most. The, do you do you like the, you won't let me live, you won't let me die, what will you let me do? Tell me, do you bleed? Do you like that he says that to Batman? I don't really care. I don't. I didn't like Batman vs Superman. Most of the dialogue in that seemed hokey. When it came to those two, when they're like dueling, when they they were in their costumes compared to when they were they all when when You're they were like Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne talking, that 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 dialogue was good. I really, I, I mean, I still like. I know that people are upset that the fight scene between Batman and Superman didn't last longer, uh, and that they had wished it was more like the Dark Knight Returns, like animated films in the comic. Right. Then but, to that, I have to say, well, it actually lasted about the same amount of time. Yeah. If you cut out all the scenes of Green Arrow running across the rooftop, it, it's things it's, cost it's, money. <laughs> it, it, yeah, things cost money, but we did get some pretty good action nonetheless. Like fucking. Them like throwing, going through all the walls and everything. This giant like like building that they're just crashing through constantly. We're, why are we talking about Batman vs Superman? We're talking. We're supposed to be talking about Justice League. I I, didn't, I wasn't talking, Jim. You were. No, but you got me into the topic because you were talking I, about the hokey dialogue. I was yeah. I, I was saying negative things. <laughs> I know. But and then somehow you, like, you spun that into like oh oh. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like ah, the action's good though. In those scenes that you dislike the dialogue, I'm like the action. I, I feel like good. the action is really disconnecting when it comes to most of the superhero stuff. <laughs> like especially with the Vision fight. Oh my God! Don't give me. But the, I, the, that, tr- that was the sole purpose. The sole purpose was that uh, it was disconnecting because they're, they're perfectly matched. They, they tried why... to do a scene in WandaVision where it was like a match cut of CGI to practical. And it just kind of reminded me of like the uh, Batman vs Superman where it's like Superman flying in. And it's like a CGI thing and then it comes up to the real Henry Cavill as he's like doing the heat vision. And then he stops and like flies off. And it was that with Vision when he like flies up like throws the white vision to the ground and tosses him into the thing and shows him like flying and then it's like a very blurry shot then he cuts around and it's like uh that's the practical and i'm like it, it, they kind of didn't do it right though because it was like uh it's blurry now it's in focus well i'm mainly uh <laughs> i'm happy that we're past the days of uh matrix reloaded <laughs> CGI with the whole pole park scene where there's a million Agent Smiths. We're we're past that. 
Yes, we have moved past that. And and, and it's not much better, but there's um, it's not as disconnecting like right. compared. You know, WandaVision it it has good CGI for what it is, and it's got like some great CGI in it at points. Yeah. And then it's like at times it's like eh. I I didn't realize that they didn't put the actual like vision like a uh, cap on him when he was doing most of the scenes where he had like his uh, face red and everything. It was just that his face was painted a color, and then they just CG'd over that. Ah. And so it's extremely horrifying when you look at behind the scenes, and it's like him in the black and white where they painted his face blue. Just Paul Bentley for like a completely blue face, just smiling like a crazy person. Hmm. And yet again, we've avoided talking about Justice League. We have. <laughs> we I, didn't care. To... I didn't care for this movie no, at all. No. I saw, originally saw it in theaters, I think. I saw it opening day. Ugh. Like I had uh, convinced Dad, because it was like a school night and everything, I'm like... Can I please go out and watch this film? Can I, like, go see this? Please, please. Like, I was just like... And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I got Jalen to drive me to go there and everything. It was my first time going to see, like, a midnight premiere on my own. I bought my, like, own ticket and everything. I was so excited. And I go and see it, and I'm, like, kind of just, like... I, it hadn't even kicked to me that this wasn't, like, a movie that was actually directed by the person I thought it was. And yeah. it was, like, as I was going through it, I'm like... <laughs> This doesn't feel right. Like, the whole movie, I just kept thinking, this is neat, but it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like what should be following up the previous two films. You know, Jim, uh, I'm sad to hear that you missed out on what true midnight uh, movie experiences were like before the When all it was of this. really midnight. I, yes. You, I think the closest I got was when you took me to see Prometheus. Prometheus was the last great event I can think of, like... I don't care. The movie was bad, yes, but initially watching well, it, 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 it was oh, it's, it was amazing. It's really groundbreaking, like the three D IMAX technology that right. we could see. Like that was, I love that. But looking back on it, sure, there, there's, there's plot holes, and it's, it's not a great movie, but I still love it. It's a good movie for what it is, and it sort of like tries to be like, okay, here's tech that doesn't look like it's like super futuristic, like when uh, Walter was a uh, talk. Or David? Fuck, I don't remember which David. one's which. David was talking to uh, the Mr. Fucking, whoever the old guy was when he's like Wayland. in the pod. Wayland. When he's talking yeah. to Wayland, he's got the headset on. Like, that looks like something from the original Aliens movie. The way that headset looks, it's got like the completely just milked out visor and everything. I wish there was more, uh, what do you call it, uh, cassette futurism in this uh, Prometheus. That, like there 80s was future. Yeah, where you have, like, the... <laughs> where it's just 80s tech, but mm-hmm. future. But you, like, do a little bit of, like, an upgrade to it, you know? Make it look like it, it's old school and new school at the same time. Oh, that's my favorite thing about the original Total Recall, is that it's like, oh, this is the future, but it looks like the 80s, and you can tell, because yeah. everyone's still using C- I love it. CRTV. I love that stuff, yeah. <laughs> everyone's got the small square TV that I used to have. Imagine if we had a, a futuristic movie come out now, where they did something like that. Oh, I fucking love it. There was a show on uh, Netflix called uh, Maniac with uh, Emma Stone right. and uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. And that was the whole aesthetic of the whole show was this cassette futurism. And that was so mind-boggling, like how they built the world. I loved it. You, you just get sucked in. The show's conclusion was kind of iffy. If I, I don't remember if I fully loved the ending, but... Following the story along the way and the whole hair acting and glasses of the different characters inside things. So, 
I I'm going to admit something to you, Joe. You put it on for me a while ago, and I have never gone through the first episode. What? Just something about it just made me like just have to turn it off. And I'm gonna say it was probably Jonah Hill. <laughs> I'm not a fan of him. Jim, you have to watch it. The, each of the like starting episodes rephrases uh, uh, phrases the whole situation from a different perspective, and a whole new understanding is applied. Then after the second episode, there's a whole new uh, perspective and a whole new understanding of the uh, situation at hand, and it just keeps doing that to you, where you're you're pulled into the situation. And you're looking at it from all different points of view over and over and over. It it kind of had like it felt like this kind of like Inception type like layering vibe, but yeah. now with like it kind of has dreams applied to it. And then there's a whole Inception like sequence where they're like a like going through like I don't want to spoil it all. Hey Joe, did you realize how we stopped talking about Justice League again? Because I don't we got the want to talk about. Justice we have to talk about it, though because there we are issues with it that need to be brought up. Like hey. Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. Well, I've always had that opinion. You've always had that opinion. I I wasn't aware that he directed, like, Alien 3. I wasn't aware of, like, all he, the He wrote the script for Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection, that's and, what it was. Uh, Not Alien 3. No, Alien Resurrection. Alien 3 is... A whole piece of garbage on its own. It's a bad movie, but it has, like, a, a little bit of charm. But I it's hate, got, I it's hate, got an idea that's good. I hate how uh, muted it, it, it feels, like... The world that you built in the second one, as much as I'm not a huge fan of the second one, I love the first one. The second one is good. Everyone thinks it's better. People think it's better because it's more shoot-shoot. It's no longer like a horror film. It's like we turn the tides, but then immediately that changes as well. But I like the comparison when it comes to Alien and Aliens with Terminator and Terminator 2. Both of those are by Cameron. Right. And how the first one is a straight slasher cyber horror. And I just... Love the idea of that. And then he turned it on its head into a cyber action film, which works just as good, if not better. I, I brought this up when I rewatched it, that um, when watching it, if you'd watched it for the first time, you wouldn't have realized that Liquid Metal was a Terminator because of how they played the scene of him just, like, right. appearing. They never gave any, like, indications of him being, like, do-do-do-do-do-do, like, being, like, all robotic. You, you just think so, he's, like, human he or so something, human right? how he was moving and acting yeah. and everything. Just like Kyle Reese in the first one. Right. And like the whole time you think he's trying to get John Connor to save him and everything. And then the moment that he gets in the hallway and he just pulls up the gun just starts fucking unloading. You're like, wait, are they trying to kill John Connor? No. (laughs) Liquid metal. I want to see that movie for Uh, the first time again. That is a shame that I'll never be able to see it for the first time. Because I had gotten the fact that he was liquid metal like spoiled for me. Way before I ever saw it, because it was like that was already a fact. Everyone yeah. had like a toy of it and everything. I'm like, oh, Dad, I remember watching it on VHS for the first time. I was like, lucky, and uh, I want that feeling again. And I want the nowadays like VHS again. Yeah, well, nowadays like trailers for old movies that you haven't seen are spoiling everything, or like clips of videos and things. Right. But yeah, to go back and like watch an old VHS or in theaters for the first time. Dude, something. I want to watch The Iron Giant for the first time again. <laughs> On VHS. On VHS. <laughs> I that... remember every time we'd uh, go over the Nana's for New Year's and everything. We'd yeah. spend the night. It would always be like, "Hey, where are we gonna watch Iron Giant?" Right away. That would be the VHS that yeah. we pull out. We put in. We watch that first. Then we do anything else. That guy's a great director. Went on uh, Brad Bird. He went on to do Incredibles. He went in and did uh, Mission Impossible 4. That's a good one. Yeah. Then he did Tomorrowland. 
I didn't watch that one. That's not a good I one. Didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I wanted to watch it up to a point when it came out. And that's after, once it came out, I was like, you know what? It was like when Percy Jackson was coming out. You're like, these trailers look awesome. And then you watch the movie. And it's like, the, the trailers lied to me. I was like, uh, there's something strange about it because they had to retitle it and everything. I was like, I don't know. It was like this whole uh, Adam Punk futurism. Right. That, uh, these guys, in the, they were born in the 50s or whatever. They are like nostalgic for <laughs> I want my 50s future <laughs> where everyone's driving hover cars that still look like 50s cars yes uh, Tony uh, Stark's hover car <laughs> segueing onto a futuristic movie Jim uh, we saw a couple what? we gotta finish talking about Justice League <laughs> we have no we haven't we have not touched I don't on a care bunch for of, most of the DC stuff, we Jim. We don't care for it's, it's garbage. Most of it. I will not. I will not agree that I am not I a Zack Snyder hater, but I will say that the, the the DC Snyder movies they don't really do it for me. No, it's completely understandable. Everyone has their own taste and everything, but nobody should. Like... <laughs> no one has their. Everyone has their uh, shit takes like you, but <laughs> I didn't say that. Now hold on. Half I of, didn't say half that. of Man of Steel is good first half now hold on that's not what i said uh batman versus man uh there's like five ten minutes sure they're good but just we we both agree that justice league is horrible yeah but we disagree on what scene is the good scene in it what's your favorite scene i think (sighs) that would be a question i'd have to think about because there's so much of that i really dislike but um I think it would be, like, sort of the end fight scene between them and Steppenwolf, but it's, like, not for, like, the whole scene. It's, like, for little bits in it. It It's, like, I hate the moment when Superman and, like, uh, Cyborg are, like, I can't feel my toes. I can't, I don't even have the toe. It's, like, that's... It's it's a it's a cartoon, right? And I, I don't like it. it. It changes it from like the tone that it has that we've been seeing with the trailers coming out for Zack Snyder's Justice League. It changes it from that tone into something stupid and goofy, to yeah. like a cartoon that it's not. And it's like, look, everyone already has the Justice League Unlimited in the original Justice League cartoon. If you want that Justice League, go there for that. If you want that Batman, go there for that. But these aren't that. Don't try to force them into it when they've already been created into something that's supposed to be a dark and gritty re- like retelling yeah. of those stories. This is a Batman who has lost literally everything but Alfred. Like, that is all he has left when you really look at it. He's got, like, Jim Gordon, but they haven't, like, defined a relationship between them. Well, the problem is you never define it, like... Uh structurally in a, a movie of its own right and it, uh, it would have been nice to get a solo movie but it was also like it is a kind of cool introduction that like his our motivation is like seeing him like from the human perspective of what was happening in man of steel the actual what like, if it have made sense after batman vs superman you get a prequel uh, prequel movie with batman that would have been cool i agree yes Priest, uh, Man of Steel, and where then, you get oh, to see... Where the, he doesn't have, like, the white in his hair and everything. It's a younger Batman, You get to see sorta. something ten years... Uh, a course of ten years or five years that where he isn't as hardened and there's right, things... he has Robin still. He's Batman for many years, but then he loses everything. He gets he, Robin. He has this kid that he's been and taking he get, care of. It's he, his best friend. A climax where his mansion is burned down. You know, like that, that would have been really nice. It would have been kind of grounded oh, too. That would have been like an awesome ending for it to just be like an ending where he just literally loses yeah. everything. Like Robin dies, and like 
Alfred like calls him like Master Wayne, you're you're home. So with the Joker, I, I don't know if I would have liked to have Jared Leto play the at the time Suicide no. Squad. I'm I'm glad that we're kind of straying away and we're like, eh, the tattoos. Eh. Yeah, like I don't like the whole David Ayer thing that he brought to the table. I I would have been fine with the tattoos. If it just didn't have the damage and the J on his face. If his face remained untatted, yes. the rest of it would have been yes. fine. Yes, because he can put clothes on. <laughs> you can put clothes and cover up the... Joker, you ha, can ha, still ha, be ha. hired. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Ayer has really gone off the wagon compared to like quality of filmmaking and script writing. He's gone back and forth to me. with like well, He made Suicide Squad and then he made Fury, right? I don't remember the order, but Fury was good. Fury was great, and it was like... I, it, Scott it, Eastwood it was... It beats all... you over the head with a hammer uh, uh, wrapped in nails that war is bad. <laughs> war is hell. Yes. Bonk. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I get it. You you feel like you're the Nazi in Inglorious Bastards right. and a it, bat scene. That's... Oh. <laughs> Watching that film when they're trying to like, get Logan Learman to kill the Nazi and everything. Well, not the... Yeah, this was World War II. The Nazi. Okay. Yeah. Took yeah. me a second... Oh, that's your feet. I thought something was moving around. No, that's that's my feet. Headphones, Sorry. they like amplify. I'm like, oh god, what's happening? I don't put mine on. Super hearing. <laughs> for that very reason, I don't want to hear um, our voices. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like you really feel like you're the bad guy in the scene where they have Logan Learman kill him and everything. It's like when you rewatch uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, you hear like you learn what the Austrian people said when they were like coming out of the di- the uh, trenches. When they stormed Normandy and everything, and the, what did they say? Uh, I think they were like, we were, we're we were like a uh, coerced into helping. We do not want to help. We hate the Germans. Please do not kill us. And then oh, they kill them regardless. Yeah, they kill them, and they're like, oh, what they say? They're like, oh, please don't kill me. I'm just a scared little boy, and like they're mocking them and everything. But it's like these people pleading for their lives. It's like you get that parallel when yeah, you it watch it. Kill them regardless. The the the, the, the acts that they. Uh... Acted upon like the, the. I think he said they were like conscripted, like they were forced into serving and everything. Yeah, but it I, is I, also I still like, feel the same way about it. Like the, the, the things they've done are unredeemable, especially with Omaha Beach, with how it went. I think. And the fact is, is it Omaha Beach? Am I saying it wrong? D Day. I'm not gonna uh, make any factual claims on what happened on what days, Jim. When it comes to the things like back in the 1940s, 19, hmm, on day of, hmm, on beach of, hmm. beach of Normandy. Normandy, that's what I've been yeah. trying to say, not Omaha. I don't know. Omaha you're... Beach is something else. That's a completely different thing. I, I don't know wh- where that is exactly, but it I sounds... I think Omaha it's part of... on the mind. Yeah. <laughs> not <Omaha>. sponsored. <laughs> but, we just gotta keep saying it until somebody yeah, does. The kill on those guys, like, they had it coming. <laughs> right. Even if you surrender. It... Then the fact that... Uh, we're going to talk about Saving Private Ryan now. The, the fact that, that uh, <laughs> the coward doesn't kill that Nazi... Oh, and then and lets then him go. Lets him go, but then he like kills him at the end because he's still like he he doesn't kill people. He's a writer. He's not a soldier and everything. And, and that, it's like that, it shows you the difference between. It really breaks that's... my heart to see Tom Hanks get shot like that. It don't break my heart. <laughs> I wonder why, Jim. <laughs> Speaking of the Tom Hanks, have you watched South the Park new special? South Park special? You watched it, right? Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> That, that that whole the government they're using Oprah they're using the blood of the innocent they're having Oprah and Tom Hanks drink it. Now wait they're they're not Tom they're, they're, they're not the wrong to a degree of, of things that they're presenting it's just the way they're presented to us <laughs> that is like kind of questionable because like yes these things are real 
but the, the perpetrators and the names at hand are there. Some of them are memes, and then some are real. And some are like they're, the they're Oprah all th- one. The Oprah one's one hundred percent a meme. Well, they say all these celebrities. They I see. Uh, I've joined some of these uh, groups. I'm just a lurker, and uh, I see the memes where they show the celebrities with the ankle bracelets and say. See, these celebrities are at uh, uh, home arrest or whatever, house arrest. And I'm thinking to myself, no, they're rich people. These are ankle weights because they want to work out. And they just are lazy. Do they have just one on or do they have two? I think, uh, I don't know. I think. Because it would be really funny if there's two on and they're like, look at them, they're under double house arrest. Yeah, I think Ellen uh, had two of them on and they had like photos of her and shit. Like, what do you think she's doing? So, so you really, you, you really think, think they got these people arrested for all these uh, uh, sex crimes? No, and no, no. They just let them stay home. They got Ellen for yelling at her people. She deserves to be canceled. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Ellen. She's a horrible person, just like James Corden is a horrible person. Yeah, I, I've never really liked uh, talk show host type people. How it, dare you talk about uh, Conan O'Brien in that manner? Okay, there are exceptions, and I was going to say that, but you didn't let me get there, Joe. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> Um, like, uh, John Oliver, I still kind of find some of his stuff funny. I come back he's, every now and then. He's good, yeah. Uh, mostly because I saw him on Comedian, I didn't, uh, Community, I didn't yeah. realize he was a, like, a talk show guy, and I was just like, this guy's fucking funny, and I looked him up and I found him, but, uh, him and Conan and, like, I think one or two others, maybe, uh. <laughs> are, like, good talk show people and everything, I like them, but the rest are, like... You guys are doing the same shit you've done for years. You weren't changing the I game. I feel like John Oliver sort of and Conan, you you really saw how they, they dug through the ruts and they worked their way up through things. Right. Especially Conan for like so many years doing so many different things. Yeah, I still think Conan's funny. Yes, he's still funny. He's uh, being relevant. He has a podcast that he does with his assistant. His podcast is hilarious. I haven't listened to it. It's on like my list. Jim. I, Joe, I have so many other podcasts that I'm struggling to keep up with. It's on my list to get to. Um, uh... Listen to, I was going to say watch, but uh, listen to the episode with Paul Rudd, I believe. One zero zero one zero. Yeah, there, there's uh, an excerpt where they're doing like, a, I think they're doing like an ad or something, and it's just them moaning, and it, it's the, the most vile thing you've ever heard, if out of context, and I turn it up uh, max, and I just like listen to it sometimes. Just sitting in your car, just windows down. <laughs> In, in the parking lot of your apartment and complex. I, just, and I can't, I can't help but laugh. like Just like, just seething in Jesus. anger as you listen to it. Just, <laughs> it's I going off and you're like, your neighbor's like, is that the guy that lives over there? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but. Conan! <laughs> yeah. Um, we somehow still struggled to talk about Justice League. We like dabble on it. We're like, can, here's 80 can, other Can we topics. talk about Chaos Walking now? Uh, we can talk about that. All right, well, we still have to talk about Just Sleep, but we'll get back around to uh, it. We're not talking about that. But we'll get back around to a it. A few months ago, we, we uh, got an early screening uh, from uh, the producers of uh, Chaos, Walking. Chaos Walking. The uh, Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, Mads Mikkelsen, and Nick Jonas film. And I you got, know, Nick Jonas is a prominent part of it. I remember watching the trailer initially before all this, and I was like, this looks like garbage. <laughs> this is a great YA movie. And, yeah, then when... Uh, uh, Extended the invite to you as well. I was like, all right, we'll go see it. I'm glad that you did because I've never <laughs> seen like one of these before, and I got really nervous when I was doing it. And like, I saw that people were talking about like non disclosure agreements. I'm like, quickly did mine. I'm like, oh fuck, I nearly forgot about that. Yeah, I had to make sure you. Uh... Then we 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 went and saw it, and watching it, 
there's, I won the there's no social distancing. <laughs> no social distancing. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, anyways, the movie. Let's get into it, Jim. Right. Uh, it's very homoerotic. Very, mostly because it's a only male society. And or is it? And they all hate women. <laughs> And uh, fucking there, hate them for some there's reason. There's this weird thing. I kept getting these vibes where they they omitted things and then they added things and they didn't complete full we, ideas. We, we've not, neither of us have read the book. No, we don't know what the original content is like and everything. We're just going off what the movie feels like. Right. So we're not fans of the book who are like, this, this isn't accurate to the book and everything. But I got like this whole like rival like gay rivalry with uh, Nick Jonas, Jonas and Tom Holland. Yeah. Where he, they uh, are like very like against each other, because uh, Tom Holland uh, idolizes his dad and like right. like a gay like loves uh, a crush Mikkelsen. on him. By the way, Mads Mikkelsen being Tom, I mean Nick Jonas's dad doesn't feel right. It, does it not doesn't feel, feel right. like they came. Nick like Jonas that came does not belong in this movie. There's a <laughs> his scene. character literally means nothing, but he's such a big part of their marketing that in the quiz that we were giving afterwards yes. it included him but never mads mickelson other than one time i had to write in his we, name. we we wrote in his name on our like surveys we're like i wanted more mads mickelson <laughs> yes and uh there's a scene where they're both on a horse or mm-hmm. uh, uh, nick jonas is on a horse and tom holland's on the ground and they're like talking shit oh, yeah, to each like other. tom holland's sitting on like a bench and he's like don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it and then uh he uh Presents in his mind uh, a phallic image of a, a snake striking uh, Nick Jonas in the mouth, and it knocks it Nick Jonas off the, the horse. That, that's where it went. It went to his mouth. His face. Joe. Yes, his mouth. It, it's the same. You thing. know your mouth face. Mouth face, and, and he gets knocked off the horse, and everything is like whatever. All upset. It's very, very like. I see what they're doing. Very subtle. There's also a scene with Nick Jonas uh, uh, where he is uh, gets the moment he's alone with uh, Daisy Ridley in uh, the trailer. Oh yeah, he goes into full on rapist mode oh. immediately, and luckily uh, Daisy Ridley can handle her own. In right, this like had him pull out like he pulled out a device out of her bag. Yeah, and it shot off bullets. It did some kind it of explosion. blew up and like destroyed the building. It cut I don't the building in half. I don't understand what the practical use of that is supposed to be because you're supposed to be like gadgets. Was that supposed to be like a flare device or something? Jim, you won't know until you know. These are futuristic devices. Only Daisy really will know. <laughs> what the fuck does it do? Like, okay, if you ever get trapped with your bag that has an extremely small opening to open it, by right. the way, that, that really bothered me when we were watching. I'm like, the bag, it's so big, but the opening is so small. It's, it's stylistic. It's so It's stylish. It's so uncomfortably, like, uneven. That, that's what makes it nice. Yeah. But, uh, like, he was, like, pulling out all this stuff and everything. He's like, oh, watch this. And he, like, clicked in, like, a bunch of bullets fucking flew everywhere, destroyed the building and everything. Yeah. Daisy Ridley ran off, and none of the hundreds of people that were in that town saw her. She went to Tom Holland's farm. Where, uh, where his... Her, her, his dad is played by Damien Bashir, the Spanish actor. And I was just thinking, I was like, this is his dad. And then, uh, his, uh, stepdad, uh, I forgot who he was played by, but, like... Like, that was a good relationship. I feel like Chuck is his name. Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> okay. He seems like a Chuck. Yeah, they had a nice relationship going oh, yeah. on. They oh, didn't man, really I want was... to state it, though. I'm, I'm really upset I, that, like... Yeah, I, I didn't understand that they were, like, lovers until, like, they later They went on. up to the, uh, the lengths and extent to make it, uh, like, a homoerotic uh, yeah, like, was... society. And they won't even say that these two are, like, like 
They show them in bed together. Right. They show it. And that's like the only point. I thought this was like his uncle. Right. And like there was no woman because they all died. And it's like, oh, this is his uncle or this is his brother or something. You know, something. He's some part of the family. And it's like, oh, they're 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 yeah. boyfriends or husbands, whatever. Yeah, it's like oh oh okay. Then oh, you have the gay, cute the gay preacher with the flames and everything. That dude, I, I, I he he was the only person who had a unique noise, as it's called by the way. Yeah, the noise. The noise. His, his was unique that it literally always looked like he was on fire when he was I doing hated it. it. I hated I, it. I like that. I, hated I didn't him. like that. The payoff for that was that he was lit on fire and then walked off screen and died. I hated that everyone liked it too, especially hearing what uh, when they're asking the questions to the people. And Dude, those, everyone, everyone those people else were like, was oh, I liked his unique noise. He had the flames and everything. It added a really good, like, visual thing. I was like, fuck you. Joe is uh, quoting word for word what I said. Oh, that's what you said? <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, I like that he had his own unique noise. The flames were nice. <laughs> it was a neat touch to have him have the flames. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. I hated that guy. He was no, so, I didn't like the character. So just, annoying the whole fucking time. No, like, he just was, be, he's babbling nonsense. You're in fucking space and you're babbling some <laughs> fucking 2,000 year old book. Fuck you. Get out of here. You're in some fucking different galaxy, a different uh, solar system. You're on a completely you're different planet. Uh, Shut the fuck up. Fucking spouting some bullshit from 2,000 years ago on Earth in the Middle East. I don't give a fuck. So you tell me you got in a fucking spaceship and, and we're a part and of this. And the only futuristic... thing you held to your mind was the fucking Bible. You were part of this futuristic society who decided to travel to this foreign planet with your families and everything. And then uh, you uh, got there and heard your fucking voices in your head. Okay, I'm going to start killing women and then I'm going to fucking spout the word of this Bible. Fuck you. And then the fact that you get the most... Graphic on screen right. death no, I've no, no, ever no. seen. Graphic and on screen, Joe. He walks off screen and no, dies no. in the distance. I'm not talking about that, Jim. I'm talking about the the moment he kills Tom Holland's dog. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was one there's of those a lot moments. Of an, there's not a lot of animal. Okay, here's the thing. You if can, I had a nickel, he's for shaking the dog and holds him upside down. You see him holding the it's dog upside down under the water. Watch. Oh I don't know if it's God. in the... We talked about in that. In the cut we saw, it's there. I don't know what's shown in the real movie. We haven't seen the movie. We haven't I, seen I haven't the new seen updates it. and everything. We were only talking about when we saw it. He held the dog upside down and fucking drowned it. You was, get to see it all. It they was, show it all. They show the whole thing and it's they don't cut away. It was like watching the never-ending story when the fucking horse drowns in like the tar. It rem- it's like watching that all over again, but it's all, like somehow as horrible. It reminds me of the scene from Django Unchained. Uh... The uncut uh, before they cut it all out of the theaters and everything uh, at the first screening they ever did where they show the dog attack they don't cut away in the original one and I remember watching it and seeing everyone turn away but I like I watched the whole thing and it was it was graphic Joe watched it with a smile on his face I did not smile Jim I was like I was like wow Joe they, was just like it looks so real I, I couldn't believe it but the thing is they cut it and I'm glad they cut it because it, the point was made just by the cutaways when they show the people looking at each other's faces. And I think they may have cut this scene. I don't know. Uh, I would I would believe it if they cut this or the scene where he like fucking kills the horse after flying it off a cliff. 
That was so stupid of him. There's right. so many yeah, animal, yeah. like, the, killings. Tom Holland, like, Daisy Ridley's riding off on, like, their recovered motorcycle. Right, but he... The only piece of technology killed on his the own horse. Planet. And then his horse goes flying off the cliff he because did he wasn't paying himself. attention. He did that. And the horse gets, like, all beat up. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. He's fucking, like, shanks and everything. He's just what? like, okay, Daisy Ridley, let's go. I want to have sex with you. It, it makes sense. That's what you're supposed to do to a horse when that right, happens. No. But the fact is... He's so careless he, about it. He uh, was the dumb one who did that to his own horse. Right. They just wanted to seem like the Revenant where he has the horse go off a cliff. <laughs> I, I but, yeah, 100% then it, believe but that's then where he, they he like, kills got a the... horse in front of her. Like, she's really, truly horrified. Yeah, no, like, fucking, she turns away, like, covers her mouth as we see him, like, fucking bring the knife down on it yeah. in the background. It's... The movie is, uh, I think it's presenting... Uh, Women don't understand the violence of men. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent what that's it is. The because whole like the, the opening movie. the opening monologue, like when you take away like everything and you put all of a man's thoughts on the like out in there, all you'll have left is chaos walking. It's like very hand like fed like yeah, it's that little movie. You like it, huh? The men are violent. Men are violent. That's and the whole we are, point uh, of the uh, film. Uh, men of violence. Yeah, that's all we are. If you break it down to the simplest thing, that's what we are, and that's what the whole theme of the movie is, like women not being able to understand that, and living in a society where these men are uh, in We charge, live in a society. Where they, they start their own society on that planet, right. and yeah. the women are immediately thrown back into the old-timey days, like the medieval times, like that type of mindset where, like, nope. Right, like they put, all the men put their thoughts on like out in there, and like yeah. Tom Holland is like shown to be constantly trying to keep his thoughts in line, but he can't. Also, there's aliens. Yeah, so the alien scene, Jim, uh, that was stupid. <laughs> it, it was like, oh man, I, I understood. I can't exactly... wait for this one-armed alien to show up again later in the movie. I, I understood exactly what their the point was when it was happening, but the movie didn't understand how to present it. The alien had its own unique noise. The alien was. A peaceful creature. Right. It was peaceful the until, alien like, being is scared provoked. of the human. And the only reason it attacked Tom Holland was because it, it knows... It's a man that can hear its thoughts. It knows what his fucking kind did to their people. Yeah. I didn't believe for a second that the aliens fucking slaughtered no, everyone. No, It I, was way too obvious. They didn't, like, try to hide well, it at I all. Well, I was like, okay, like, Mads Mikkelsen was behind some kind of, like... Mass a, a, murder. <laughs> Uh, alien slaughter of like the indigenous people like it was in uh, the Christopher Columbus days it was great analogies you know the metaphor for those two different things that's what I thought they were going to build to and then all Daisy Ridley's people came and recolonized the planet too yeah uh... (laughs) huh there's some themes here that I didn't pick up on my first watch (laughs) It kind of reminded me of watching, uh, I rewatched uh, King Kong 1976, when they go to the island and everything, they're like, oh, it's uninhabited, and then they find the native people, and they're like, immediately, like, going to kill them all. Have you seen it yet? I have not, no. Okay. It, I was uh, editing there, the podcast. There's something so grand and epic about seeing that uh, a Dino uh, De Laurentiis uh, production, and it shows, like, the ocean and the ship and everything, and you hear the music, and you're like, Wow. This is going to be something. <laughs> this is going to be something. And then King Kong shows up and you're like, wow, that was something. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. Wow. There, there's a level of like authenticity when it comes to like, okay, well, they didn't have CGI. Right. They didn't have the old school like techniques. That was, they it, did. was it King Kong stop motion or was it a guy in a suit? Guy in a suit. Okay. 
But uh, I think they did maybe done some kind of like robotic face shit. They had like an animatronic type face. Yeah. And uh, I actually really like this movie. It's dated, sure, but that's why it has a quality to it, you know? And as you're watching, you're like, oh, it's not Kong Skull Island. Where's my helicopters in Vietnam? <laughs> it takes place in 76. Oh. You have Jeff Bridges as the lead, Jack. Jeff Bridges is the lead? Yes. There is a guy. And then you have... Uh... Why haven't they brought Jeff Bridges in for one of the King Kong movies, Joe? I don't know. That, that would be good. I'm the dude, man. My friend Gary... <laughs> John Goodman died to one of these skull creatures, man. Yeah, and you have Jessica Lange as the uh, the blonde uh, Anne Darrow, you know? she uh, They find her shipwrecked. She's like on a floating uh, ship uh, boat out in the middle of nowhere. And then she immediately gets uh, rescued by all the men on the boat. It's all guys on the boat. And it's immediately <laughs> Chaos like <walking>. she <laughs> is in a dangerous situation. And they, they actually, like, show that, it, like, it is. And they actually have some people, like, okay, okay, everyone out here. And then you have this creepy guy, the guy who plays Jaws from the James Bond movies. I actually met that guy twice. Yeah. At the Star Trek conventions back in the day. Oh, God, the Star Trek conventions? Fucking Klingons coming right at us. <laughs> <laughs> Insert video. <laughs> if you have that video, send it I got to it. me. I got I'd it. love to throw I, it up I, I right there. I'll throw it up. <laughs> I think we can hear you giggling in the background. Yeah, very young Jim. Yes. I fell asleep in that fucking thing, too, when we went to it. What was that even about? I don't remember. So, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kevin Klein, the, right. the actor. I think he he was there doing his uh, readings of Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. In char- He dressed in character, too, which is weird. In character of Star Trek or Edgar Allan Poe? Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, okay, I'm still trying to figure out why this was being done at a Star Trek convention. <laughs> Is it just because he was an actor in Star Trek? Was he in Star Trek? I don't... Maybe Next Generation? Why was he there? I don't know. At a Star Trek convention. You know, like, the Stormtroopers and all those people that show up, that made sense, because it's like, ah, Star Wars, Star Trek, ah, that type of stuff, and then, like, Planet of the Apes guys, too. But Edgar Allan Poe... Alright, here, I got I got the video. <laughs> Joe's got the video now. God, that's such a great video still. The Klingon's yeah. fucking booking it down the walkway. And just <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, he's coming right at us. Yeah, that was the same day I, I touched uh, William Shatner. <laughs> he touched I forget about that. Oh. I think I still have that shirt that I got. The green, like, uh, uh, like crew member shirt. Yeah. But for some reason on the green ones, the emblem is, like, on the bottom of the shirt. That was always a very weird thing to me. But, um, yeah, Chaos Walking. Yeah, Chaos Walking. Uh, it, It's a mixed bag. Overall, it's it, if you're just going to watch a movie, sure. It's, it, it's like one of the only movies out right now. Yeah. If you really want to go to a theater, sure. It's not worth the experience, if in my opinion. I definitely suggest, like, it's a movie to watch, but I don't know if I'd say in theaters. Yeah. 
And, like, they were at, like, what would the price range you want us to put this movie at when we put it on streaming services? What would you want us to put it at? Five fucking dollars. <laughs> it ain't worth more than that. Yeah. I'm not going to pay fucking Disney's $30 to watch another piece of shit. So I, I was on the app recently, the Disney app. Yeah. And I saw they they call it something, whatever it's called, uh, to watch the movies. Yeah. And I was wondering, is that going to be like a $30 extra a month or per movie? And I was thinking, if they do this right, they release a movie every month on the app. You know, they bully uh, Wonder Brothers where they like on HBO. They got a movie coming out every month well, or two a month. They, they could do their whole price point where you have different tiers. You have the regular Disney, then you have the uh, premium where you get the, uh, the one movie a month. You know, but this is this uh, product line can I'm only not gonna go lie, so far. If I was still in school, I would probably bully someone if they told me they had Disney Plus Premium. <laughs> Well, th- this product line can only go on so far until the movie's theaters reopen, you know? Right. It, it can only exist for so long. Yeah, but... Uh, and with th- the vaccine coming out and, like, with what uh, DC has planned, it's, like, it's only up till the end of the year so far. Well, Warner Brothers has a perfect plan because they're, I like, mean, well, you Warner can, Brothers, you not can DC. still see them in theaters. Right. You can still see them in theaters and you can see them on HBO Max. Right. It's, like, it, that's only so far going up for the year. Yeah. And it's like they don't they haven't announced any plans of twenty twenty two and it's like the vaccines are coming out and everything. It's like we'll probably be like mostly good if people aren't being fuckheads again and storm another well, capital. Some some of the uh some of the movies that are getting released, I'm gonna see them in theaters too. Oh, 100%. As well on that. I'm I'm one hundred percent seeing Dune in theaters. <laughs> Jim, I was talking about Kong. Oh. <laughs> seeing Kong too. No, I know, but I'm talking about other things. I don't think Dune's coming out. No, it's coming out in 2021 in October. 2022, I think. No, no. October in 2021. Yeah, they said 2021. They change it again? I don't know. Man, they keep throwing this movie around. It's like, I just want to watch it. Just give me. Like the Batman, you know? Give me. It was supposed to come out this year, Jim. Give me Josh Batman. I know. October 5th or something. (laughs) And they robbed that from us, but it's also understandable because COVID. I guess they, they moved the Batman... And to rep- 2022 and replaced uh, the Batman with uh, Dune, Dune October 1st. Give me, give me Josh Bullen. Okay. Give me Oscar Isaac. Dave Batista. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. Give me Alexander Skarsgård. So they did reshoots on this uh, Chaos Walking. Yeah. They. I'm curious they what changed the, the ending. Were. They they had to change. Oh, that hopefully, ending. God, that was so fucking. Every character that died in that ending was so anticlimactic. With no, their no, deaths. Th- we saw the reshoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! What was the original? I don't know exactly, but uh, things. Oh, I've heard... I bet you the originals were like more violent deaths, and they're like, okay, we gotta make this a PG thirteen rating, so only animals can die violently. Well, I, I remember. Uh, them saying uh in one of the original cuts or like uh like screen plays charlie kaufman wrote it yes the charlie kaufman adaptation oh yes <laughs> oh oh it's it's, oh it's pretty mind-boggling like what but basically everything he wrote is not in the movie but uh there's a, there's Was it a like version rated and there's, everything? there's a version where i think it's so out outlandishly bonkers where you can actually... I don't know, this hear, one was pretty bonkers, Well, man. you can hear the animal's thoughts in the books, apparently. Oh. So, and, when he's like, oh, you gotta shit, all you do is just shit and eat. 
Well, he's, he's talking to the dog, and, right. and then the dog talks to him. He can hear the dog's thoughts, you know. So the, the animals horse... could have had thoughts. Yes. But... And they would have had even tragicer deaths if you could hear their thoughts. Oh, but... the dog. But the... Oh, no. Yes. And I think... That's pretty bad, Joe. That would have been pretty... That pretty... would have that would have fucked me up if I had... That would have hit... fucked me up. If I had to hear that dog's thoughts as it was drowned, I would have... Jim? Oh, man, the horse. Jim. No, man, I could still we... walk. I could still do it. No! We can do this. You want to make Chaos Walking? We can add in the, uh, the dialogue. Oh, we can add in... The... Okay, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, we'll have to take... We're going to have to do what the book says. We can't just make up shit. <laughs> All right, you find out what the book says, <laughs> and you get the clips, and then uh, we'll, we'll do the vo- uh, dialogue. Which one do you want to be? You want to be the horse or the dog? I'll be the horse. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, leave you with the toughest job of being the fucking dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, we get up. Oh, man, that's going to be a... So, so you get the special. scene where the horse dies, and I get the scene where the dog is, like, in Drowning the river. The dog had some guts, though. It was going after him. Like, yeah, it was like, fuck you, Preacher. Yeah. Preacher did not have an, a satisfying death. No. Should have died horribly. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, kick him down the hole. I want to see him fall. I like Mads Mikkelsen's abilities. Right. I like that he was, like, this, like, all-powerful guy, and he didn't, like, Well, really... he's a sociopath. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's fucking just... Perfect. Yeah, he understood that like how to manipulate people and like all the illusions that he was creating. I was like, okay, this is like Doctor Strange. Mads Mikkelsen was the only good part of this film. May I just say? Yes. In like total. Yeah, uh, uh, Daisy Ridley was good for the. Daisy Ridley's clothing did not change no matter how many different pieces of clothing she put on. No matter where she was, if she was in her pod that was coming to land, she was wearing this weird shirt that had a bunch of holes in it already. Before she was getting torn a, up. like a, a Lulu from uh, uh, the Fifth Element, pixie girl type girl. Yeah, and uh, when she got clothing from like the actual survivors and everything. Uh, it was like, oh, it's still the same clothing. It's just as revealing for some reason. Yeah. And then when she got to her, like, the ship after it landed and everything. Oh, this reminds me. This reminds me. So. <laughs> Wait, what's with the fucking clothing? Uh, her shirt. Tom uh, Hiddleston? Whatever that Tom Hiddleston? Uh, or Tom Holland? Holland. Holland. Okay. The Spider-Man kid. Yeah. So apparently he filmed all uh, a bunch of these movies around the same time. And they're finally all getting released. Like Cherry. Yeah, Cherry's coming out. Cherry, uh... I think Cherry was filmed before this because of the length of the hair. Well, I'm talking about, uh, in, in, uh, in the phase of his career. Right. Where he did a certain acting technique. This is his Chris Hemsworth moment where he made all these movies at the same time and then he did Thor and stuff. Well, he and did these he movies did and he was yeah. under the impression where, like, acting guides where he had to, like, always reveal his arms and taking his shirt off and... Did these weird? That explains why he stripped nude for one scene. Yeah, he's always showing off his shirt, like he's taking off his arms and everything. Like, okay, okay, what are you doing here? Like, you're like a skinny kid who has a little bit of muscle, and then the muscle is is really revealing because like you you're like so skinny, so like any amount of muscle like packed on it's gonna be like whoa. So, I hear that the new uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah. Drake's Fortune or whatever it's called. They put muscle a muscle suit on him? No, no. He does the same horrible acting techniques. And he is very ashamed of it. And doesn't... Well, already casting doubt. I think the only thing he likes about that movie is the haircut that they gave him. He's already trying to distance himself. Apparently. Because they had a chance. <laughs> you heard about that, by the way, right? His hair thing? 
Oh, he loved his hair from uh, Uncharted so much that he wanted that to be his hair for Spider-Man. But they were like, no, no, you got to have nerd hair. You got to look like a little fucking dweeb. And he's like, why can't I just have a haircut? You can get your haircut like that outside of Spider-Man. Does he realize that? And he can walk around like that No, but he just wanted to keep that haircut for the movie. And they're like, no, no, you got to wear a wig now. And he's like, but... It doesn't fit the character. Spider-Man's a nerd. He's not some kind of like... uh, you know, adventure like Indiana Jones esque character. It was just a fade. I don't. I, I haven't. I've seen the, the hair, images. The haircut's just like a. It's just like a nice and cut in the back uh, and like around see. the sides uh, and everything. Uncharted. Like, yeah, Uncharted. 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 Uh, Uncharted. Tom Holland, Holland. hair. <laughs> Let's see what this shows. <laughs> I see the articles you're showing me. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's like Mark Wahlberg with his fake mustache. Oh, this? Uh, no. Here, keep going. Uh, yeah, there. Okay. Whatever he has in that picture. Because that's an actual screenshot. Yeah, it's good that he didn't keep this in. It, it just kind of looks like his normal hair, though, if I'm going right, to be honest. Like... I don't really know the difference, and I don't care. <laughs> Throw in your Spider-Man hair. It, it, why, why make the third movie have, like, okay, you look like all your other movie characters. I don't know, maybe he's on the run? Then do the whole cherry thing where you shave your head. He already did that. I don't think he liked it. With the guys who did uh, the uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So there's a, a, apparently there's a shot sequence in that movie where they show in his anus and uh, the doctor's looking in there and you get the viewpoint from inside looking out. Of his anus at the doctor. Joe, I want you to look me in the eyes and tell me how they are the most popular directors in the world. Who said they're the most popular? Fucking everyone. They they, they made Endgame and Infinity War, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're visionaries." I I thought they were visionaries when they were, uh, did Community. <laughs> 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 they wrote "Bank fucks America" on one of the bank signs in the movie. Brilliant. God, I just... I don't care for it. I... Yeah. Chaos Walking, it's... It's... Yeah. Moving past it. Uh, speaking of the uh, Russo brothers, though, Joe, uh, Endgame was dethroned as the number one movie in the world. James Cameron reigns supreme. James Cameron's supre- supremacy has returned. King... This belongs to you. Uh, Avatar has now returned to the number one uh, highest grossing movie worldwide. And people are going to be upset about that because they're like, but it got re-released. So did Endgame. They did that just to beat uh, uh, Avatar. Right. You guys did that just to beat Avatar. Now Avatar is like, well, you know, they, people in, they released people in it with China an, really with, fucking like us. They released Endgame with an incomplete scene. The CGI oh, not even finished. Don't get me started on the Hulk scene. Because so it's ha- literally so a ripoff of a Superman scene. But you, know you had right? all that money that, uh, you made and uh, spent, and you're not going to spend it to... Finish add, it, no. Finish the scene that you wanted to put in a, this movie to make money? I brought that up, and people were like, have you even seen it? No, I'm not going to go fucking watch it again. I've already seen it. I don't want to watch a shitty scene. I already know what it's like. I've seen the fucking pictures. Everyone's like, that picture's taken on the phone. It's still shitty. I've seen the scene. It's, it's not good. It's still shitty, and it's just copying a Superman scene from but, the Christopher Reeves movies. But, Jim, this is a moment 
of Rejoice because we're back in the era of Avatar. As the sequels what? are coming out. What What's the uh, chant that they do when they're like attacking the uh, airships and everything? I haven't uh, watched in a while. It came in 2009, Jim. It's, uh, it's been almost 20 years. They, Jim, it's the, been almost 20 years. Whatever the chant they have when they're flying in, let's just pretend that we're chanting that now. Okay. Just I'll put in I'll put in the gift. Wait, you were on their side? I thought we're on the side of, 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 of no. Uh, no, I'm on Cameron's side. No, 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 no. Uh, of the characters in the movie. I thought we're on the side of Stephen Lang, the guy with the white hair and the scar. I mean, obviously, <laughs> he, he gets the fucking cool mech, Joe. Right. I'm just saying he's got. They got the chant. He doesn't have the chant. He's got a fucking mech. Okay. Can't wait for him to return in the sequels. I can't wait to look online to see if someone's selling an old used uh, 3D TV. I remember seeing those He would have been a good Deathstroke, by the way. Yeah. If not Joe Manganiello, who I'm still happy that we got, uh, he would have been a good one. When you say we got, I honestly, I'm going to say we didn't get. We got. We didn't. And we never will. Apparently. We're getting it on the 18th. Five He's, days. It's not a real movie, Jim. It's it's not. Are you, are you one of those people who are like, well, you know, the Flash movie's not real. It's always been said it'll be made, but what's come out about it? Concept art? No. What, what, what I'm saying is Deathstroke in that movie's not going to be a real full sequence. He's no, not, no, no. He's not going to pay his dues or anything. He's not going to get... Uh, he's in the nightmare sequence, Joe. It's not real, Jim. The nightmare <laughs> sequence is nonsense. The nightmare sequence is the lead up to the sequel. That it means it's it, That real. will not exist. That, Meaning the whole nightmare sequence really like it's it's just fluff. It's just a cloud. You can see it in the sky, but yet you can fucking put your hand through it. It's not real. <laughs> you know, just you're jumping at me. <laughs> Calm down, Joe. You're like you're like you're like Tom Holland thinking of Snake. Just jumping out like they're just fucking flinching at me. Um, uh, among that, uh, there's some WandaVision news, too, that apparently all the Mephisto rumors did not, like, make any sense to the writers because none of them had heard of Mephisto until they had, like, started, like, putting the show out and people were like, ooh, is Mephisto the bad guy? And they're like, fucking who? Had to go do their research and everything. So it was never intended yeah. for that, which sucks but it's also like, oh, so despite that they had all, like, the build-up that would have made sense for it to be Mephisto, especially with, like, the fucking vibe everything had and what his character does, they had no clue who he was, none of that. And there's this milking WandaVision for more views. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, WandaVision is a good show. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a good show. Got my problems with the uh, final three episodes, but I mean, I feel like they they kind of crammed a lot in. I, I no, think... yeah, they 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 realized they had to actually tell a story in like the final three episodes, and like ah shit, we don't got enough time. Let's just kind of. But they they it. promised us more time though. Is right, the they did. Yet they didn't give us that more time. That tenth episode. <laughs> I don't right. know why they didn't do 10 episodes. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, it should have just fucking been 10 episodes. Fuck you. You you have an extra week between when It and Falcon and Winter Soldier came out. Why not just fucking put it out? I'm not excited to see that at all. Do I have to watch that weekly, please? We do. I don't want to. We do. And it's a, it's a topic that'll get us stuff, so we're going to have to watch it to talk about it. They, they put out a clip. Did you see it? Where it's a, I'm not watching clips of that shit. They put out a clip between Bucky and a... Uh, Falcon, 
and it's just more of their buddy cop, like, butting heads. Yeah, I've seen. We're like, oh, do you trust me? I don't trust you because I can't trust your technology. They're super advanced people. They're part of the top three. Yeah. The top three. What's the top three? Android? (laughs) Android something something? The top three. All things that Tony Stark created to come kill us. Oh, wait. No, what were Tony Stark has had direct involvement with every fucking big bad. And that comes down to the ego of the actor Robert Downey Jr. who framed the whole series around him on every level. That he was number one. I agree that he was the perfect actor who could have played Tony Stark. Right, but like his ego, like doesn't mean the entire genre has to be giving a guy that much money who has that big of a drug problem, who is that big of a fucking maniacal maniac of like ego that like drives him is not a good idea. I can see Joe like turning into like the fucking hunchback, just like (laughs) getting lower as he talks, just as he does that. I was the former and the latter. That's <laughs> not at all what was happening to me, but it's it was never a good idea to give that guy that much money. And the fact that Iron Man two came around and uh, he needed even more money, and that they gave uh, Terrence Howard a like bigger role, so they gave him more money. Poor Terrence. And uh, Robert Junior. Uh, learned of this, and he says, "No, I'm only going to do this movie if I'm getting more and more money." Right. That was the thing with the first movie that people don't realize. They're like. Oh, Terrence Howard got removed from the second movie because he asked for more money? No. He literally gave up his more of his money yeah. so that Robert Downey Jr. could get more pay to be in the, the first, first movie. Because yes. that was his friend, and they were friends. And then yes. the second movie, it's like, well, I want more pay again. Yeah. And it's like, well, sorry, Terrence, we can't get you. we got to get Don Cheadle now. That guy brings nothing to the movie. I want to be honest, Don Cheadle hasn't brought a personality to War Machine. No, not at all. The, the character like went from being Tony Stark's best friend to this guy that's just there. I, I feel like he is like a beaten dog who is, is just standing there, sitting back, and he's like, okay, whatever doesn't make the my master mad at me, and he's looking at Robert Downey that, Jr. That's 100% the type of vibe that like Endgame gives off when he's yeah. like interacting with like Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's like fucking freaking wanna... out at all the Avengers, and he's like, oh, okay, Tony, Tony, I'm calm, not, calm I'm, down, I'm calm not down. here to upstage Robert Downey Jr. I don't want to upset him. I, I'm not going to Sorry, Mr. Downey, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to overact over him because... You know what he will do? He will get me removed. I'm just here to... I will be replaced. Yeah, he's like playing one of the people in WandaVision. Right. You know? Which is a pretty funny meta commentary. Yes. <laughs> um, it's... It's something. Yeah. It's a... Mm, not good. No. So, uh, anyways, uh, what else has uh, come out or have you watched lately? Uh... Oh, uh, I watched Clarice. How is that? I haven't seen it. Great. I love it so far. Okay. A new episode has just come out. It's got uh, the guy who plays uh, Kumar from Harold and Kumar. Yeah? He's in it as a a detective for the FBI? Not a detective. Special agent? Yeah, special agent for the FBI. They got a good round uh, cast. Uh, One of the people from the original Silence of the Lambs movies is playing a parent to one of the characters. The daughter, who was, like, one of the people trapped, uh, I think she was the lady in the hole who was, like, screaming for Clarice. She's in it? She's in it playing her own mother, and they got, like, a new girl playing her, and in it, uh, not trying to spoil it, I really don't want to spoil it, so I'm just going to be very as vague as I can, Uh, but you see that her and Clarice have similar habits for how they survive after the incident. Right. They both turn on heavy metal and, like, work out in a very similar type of way, where it's, like, 
they don't need to, they shouldn't, but it, it's because it gives them something to focus on. That with the loud noise, with the like uh, okay. exercising, and she kept the dog. Oh, <laughs> wait! This takes place after Silence. It takes place right after. Oh, it's so good. They open it up, and it's like got a recreation of the scenes and everything. So we where... get the sequel that we wanted. Yeah, <laughs> we you see like uh, her killing Buffalo Bill. Yeah, it's like oh. Okay. There's a lot of scenes of him from behind while like the dog's running around. He's like got the music going, and uh, she's uh, got these scenes with the therapist where he's like trying to constantly like get her like the admit that she's gone crazy from Buffalo Bill, and she's just fucking playing him for a fool. And uh, Hannibal Lecter's on the move. Oh, they talk about him sometimes. So they talk about. Are him. we gonna tie this into? Uh... <laughs> oh my god! Can we wait? Is it oh. possible for Mads Mikkelsen? Ma- put Mads Mikkelsen in some and... old man makeup. And you can tie this into the uh, the Hannibal series, oh. where you get the uh, I think it's the fourth season that we never got, and you tie that in, and you make that uh, the sequel to both this and Clarice. That would be amazing. If fucking they they had Hannibal Lecter show up again and everything. Yeah. And and you re- you don't follow the books anymore because the books nonsense. They uh, it's a conspiracy so far. They're on a like big conspiracy path that's leading throughout the seasons. And it's, a, I mean, season, Wait. episodes. I'm trying to follow, I'm going through my head, the series of Hannibal, and I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, like, wait, we've already gone through the X of the Hannibal with, uh, directed by Ridley I, I Scott. think it's, I don't think Hannibal's going to show up other than just in mentions of, like, okay. you let, you let, you let the cannibal out and yeah. everything, like. You released him and thinking that he would help you. They're probably going to do something you. that's not in a book series at all. It's really good. They got it's just really good. I'll say that. I don't want to spoil too much and everything. I just want, I like, I want to talk about all of it, but I don't want to talk about too much. Okay. So, leaving it there, uh, the Superman and Lois show on CW, which when saying that, it's like you think, oh, CW, so not good. Yeah. I'm going to just lean back as you say all this. It's actually genuinely, Joe, I would suggest that you watch it. It is actually really good. It's, uh, you wouldn't expect it, especially coming from CW, but it's got a very different type of tone. It doesn't feel the same. It's a show that, like, is dealing with the fact that Superman, like, he has to be a parent to these kids. Yeah. After getting laid off at the Daily Planet and everything, because they can't afford to have anyone else working there. So they're slowly laying people off. He gets laid off, and now he's working full-time. But he discovers that one of his kids has superpowers. But it's not the one that they were hoping for. It's the one with, like, uh, development problems and everything. He has social anxiety... And uh, it's this kid who's constantly, like, getting just thrown around and bullied at school. And they figure out that he has super speed. He has heat vision. He has super strength. He has all these things developing. And they go talk to Jor-El. And Jor-El is like, this kid will never be what you are. And he kind of, like, says it to the face of the kid. And then the kid is just slowly proving more and more that he's becoming stronger than Superman even was at that age. Hmm. And it's a very interesting story. And they've got this awesome suit of armor that is now gone. <laughs> but it was, like, this awesome, like, uh, doom like a Doom Slayer from the fucking video game type of suit that it looked like. Okay. It was a big suit and he's just fucking like hulking it out with uh, Superman and it's like this is Lex Luthor from a different world and in his world Superman's evil. And now he's come to this one to kill Superman. And it's it's really cool. I like it. They have amazing costumes that they've been using. It's no longer like CW's like very gross type of textured ones. It's now these like proper superhero like muscle suit kinds and everything. And it's just just really awesome. I'm glad that they're going in this direction, that they're, like, avoiding the past where it's, like, everyone wears leather and stuff. Okay. 
you know, just I suggest if you want a really good uh, quick superhero show, you definitely should watch it. It's uh, got a really good opening and everything. <sighs> Ma Kent dies in a very horrible way to watch. Hmm. Now you have me interested. That's about for what <laughs> new stuff I've seen. Oh, I, I watched uh, Rush Hour 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Preparing for the new one? Uh, I, I didn't watch the third one. So uh, I think the second is the best. Agreed. On every level. Break it down! You know, like... It's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, We do have to briefly talk about Justice League because we avoided it, Joe. It's the main focus and we avoided it. It's not a main focus. It was. It's the whole point. This is the build-up to Zack Snyder's Justice League coming out next week, which we will yeah, record. Yeah, we, 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 we watched the movies in the series. I'm not watching Justice League. You're not watching Zack Snyder's Justice League? No, I'll watch that one. I'm just not watching this one. Uh, do you want to... Oh, I can talk about that off podcast. But um, uh, with this one, it is clearly a movie that was made by somebody else. And I I know like you aren't a big fan of the whole process that's come from it and everything. But I'm so happy that Zack Snyder's getting his movie made. Especially after like what the events were that led up to this. Like what happened to his family and everything. And it's, it's just nice that like... I know people are upset about it. Yeah. They're... They don't like that the movie's being made and everything, and they're trying to bash it early. But it's, it's not about the fact that it's a DC movie. It's not about the fact that it's like rivaling Marvel and everything. It's it's don't think about that. Think about like what this man lost, and then was taken away from him when he like stepped away from the movie, and like what they wouldn't allow him to do the first time. All this stuff that they stopped him from doing. All these things. And now he yeah. has the chance to go back and fix it as much as he can with what limited. This stuff is the he moment can. that uh, uh, all the haters will get to the mo- what they deserve. Right, Zack Snyder. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. Exist. The Snyder Cut exists. It exists, and it's here, and it's coming next week, and that's awesome. I'm so happy for it. I'm so happy for him, and uh, it's been a long process and a long journey to get through, and it's here. That's amazing. And there has been speculated talk from even Grace Randolph bringing it up of a possible sequel. It's constantly on and off the table. What did you say? I said Grace Randolph. That's right. I brought her up in a conversation. Did you watch uh, her uh, latest interview with him? I have not, no. I'd like to check it out, though. Oh. I'm not a hater of Grace Randolph. I don't know why, but just some of her videos just really turned me off from wanting to watch her. That's all. I don't hate her content, though maybe me in the past might have made it seem like a hater. Uh, but, uh, no. I, I'm i happy that she helped get us onto this road and everything by talking with Zach and everything and him being her inside informant on like, all the DC stuff. Yes. It's a nice, I am sad that Ray Fisher will not be probably part of more DC content in the future because of I, his... He, I don't feel like he brought anything. He, I don't know. I, I think... We don't believe that because we've only seen what Joss Whedon's Justice League was, which was neutering, like, what Cyborg's character was. Right, right, Among right. the fact that, like, fucking Joss Whedon wanted to change his skin color. I guess. Put a robotic penis on him. <laughs> they even changed his origins in the scene where they had him, like, wearing robotic prosthetics and everything on the TV screen. They had him with a full human arm and then, like, a weird robotic huh. arm instead of, like, when... In, uh, Man vs. Superman, you saw him, like, kind of posted up in the Jesus pose and everything. Of course. Because Zack Snyder. Uh, but 
posted up in Jesus pose before all the parts yeah. began to form onto him, but he was only like a literal torso. His face was burned and everything, and that was awesome. And apparently we might get more of that, I think, in the mm-hmm. Just League. So, we've been talking for a while. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to leave yeah, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired. <laughs> oh, we're yawning. Uh, do you have any other recommendations? Uh, watch Dead Ringers by uh, David Cronenberg. Solid. It has Jeremy Irons in it. And there's two of them. He is a special effect. <laughs> and uh, I got a lot of... Is that the quote from the movie? It's like... I, Jeremy I, Irons is here, and he is the special <laughs> effects. It sounds like, I don't know. Though, but uh, I got a lot of Michael Fassbender vibes from him, especially with the Alien Covenant, where there's two of them. Yeah. Very, very, like, strong vibes. Even down to the facial structure. Strange. Um, I've got a, another podcast recommendation, kind of piggybacking off what I did last week with the people uh so the same host from the Story Break podcast, Joe, they do a Dungeons & Dragons podcast that I listen to mm-hmm. that comes out every other week. Oh, you already turned off. Uh, and uh, it's called Dungeons and & Dads, and what it's about is the fact that four dads from our world get trapped in the, un- I think the Unknown Realms is what they're called or something? Something like that. But uh, they get trapped in the D&D world and everything. They have to live by those rules, and they have to go through that to get their kids back. Yeah. It's this, it's this long process, and it's mostly jokes and everything, but it does get to some pretty emotional scenes where, like, the people have to confront, like, issues and everything, and it's very fun to listen to if you want, like, a good sort of com- comedy and drama podcast, and you like stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Hmm. That's my recommendation. It's got the same host from Story Break along with... Some other people like uh, famous video game writers or comedians. Okay. And uh, I think we'll be leaving it off there. So if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like on YouTube. And uh, just share us on uh, Spotify. You know, word of mouth is always the best way to get these type of stuff around. Thank you all for listening and have a good day. Say goodbye, Joe. Really? Bye.